Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pour yourself a cold one. Let's drink them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings. I think my voice is a little bit better than it was last night on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. But let's be honest, it's still not my regular voice. It's still not great. Thankfully, I've got Emery Hunt who I love, at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. Absolutely love when we get the emails coming in or the tweets of you guys getting Emery's draft guide, which is amazing. So please, please keep them coming. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. On social media, we are at Ross Tucker Pod. And you can, of course, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Emery, I'm fighting, man. I'm fighting. Hey, man, I don't blame you, man. And you're doing a good job. It's, it's that time of year where, you know, things start to, to whether you're tired or the voice starts to, to break down a little bit. But that's all right. We're, we're teammates. I'll help carry the show. Uh, to, to keep your voice from from going AWOL for, for a couple of days after uh, after this uh, week. You know, the funny thing is I feel fine, and I didn't even drink this weekend. I didn't even, I didn't even have any daddy sodas. Like, I, I have no explanation for this at all. Um, so it's Monday, February 28th, and what we want to do today is talk about what matters and what doesn't matter at the NFL combine, which I guess sort of starts today um, as it's registration for the tight ends, the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. So registration, pre-exam orientation interviews. Let's first talk Emory about your schedule. Obviously, I can tell you're still at home in Jersey. So what's your schedule this week? Yeah, my, my schedule is tonight I'll go out to Indianapolis. So I'll, I'll leave on a 745 flight. I'll get out there around 1030 or something like that. And then tomorrow, bright and early, um, I'm on CBS Sports HQ. I'm on CBS Sports HQ all week doing combine coverage. Uh, so uh, tomorrow I'm on... Uh, I want to say the six o'clock uh, wing of it. There's a bunch of us going out there. So I think I'm on the six o'clock wing, but I'll be there getting interviews with uh, GMs and coaches. That's what's tomorrow. Then Wednesday, Thursday morning, I'm on 8 a.m. to about 1230 interviewing prospects. Uh, Friday is the same thing. Um, some days I'll double dip. Like I'm on that four hour block in the morning 
in on a, the evening block, like around four or six o'clock, something like that. And I'm there through Sunday. So I leave Sunday, but I'm on Saturday coverage and all throughout the week. So it's going to be a fun week for me. Um, that starts tonight getting out there. And, you know, as anytime I go somewhere, first order of business is get reservations for restaurants because you want to find out the good eats. You want to get good spots because when you go to these big events like the senior bowl or the combine or super bowl or places or things like that, where, you know, an influx of media coverage will be there. We know the restaurants will go, go up and go crazy with reservations. Case in point, St. Elmo's is the one everyone goes to in Indianapolis uh, because of the cocktail shrimp and, you know, and the good steaks. But uh, I, I was able to get a reservation in for Tuesday night, but it's at 930. So, I mean, I don't eat that late, but it's always good to have a reservation in hand in case you need a place to go eat. Uh, who knows how long you're going to be out on on these uh, on these hits with CBS Sports. So I always have reservations lined up uh, all throughout the week when I'm in Indy. I love it. Priorities, man. Priorities. <laughs> so this is kind of a weird question to ask you because you're going to be there all week covering it. But I got to ask you anyway, how much value do you get out of the combine? Here's the thing, Ross, and that's a great question because before I was able to go to the combine, and here's, here's something that people need to understand uh, that, that want to start in this business and want to be in this business. They think everything is always easy access, right? I mean, the reason why I used to see me a lot at these small college games, because I couldn't get credentialed to major college games. So I used to go to games where I was getting credentialed. So before I was getting credentialed to go to the combine, I was like, man, whatever. I was hating on it a little bit. So like, man, whatever. You don't need to go to the combine. It's just the guys working. Out. I can see what I need to see out there on TV. But when I finally got credentialed, and this was only in 2018, finally got credentialed to go to the combine. And I was like, wow, the value of being there as a media entity was huge because of all the information, all of the, you know, inside insight that you get from people that is that are there, uh, not just the players that are talking up on the podium that you get to interview, but all the people that walk around Indy um, is like the senior bowl in that aspect to where, you know, you may, I bumped, I remember one time I went down to the senior bowl. It was like my first year and going down in like 2013. And as soon as I walk into Lad Peebles, first dude I see is my old college teammate, Elvis Joseph, who played with the Jaguars, and you know, he was a running back like me. And I'm like, yo, E, what's, I didn't see you in years. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, we, so we ended up hanging out the whole damn day. He was, uh, he was coaching at Southern University, and he was, trying to, he was out there trying to, get, uh, trying to get a job with the, as a scout in the NFL. So I said all that to say you have a bunch of guys like that just walking around Indy in the convention center um, last year I ran into, well, two years ago, I ran into all of my, a lot of, a lot of my college coaches, you know, that were out there guys that I've talked to at the, at college or head coaches, you know, in college at smaller schools that are out there trying to either get jobs in the NFL or watch their guys work out. Um, so it's, it's one big, you know, information gathering session. It was great to be out there and you get little tidbits from, you know, when you ask these questions to, uh, coaches and GMs and you know and, and the players, you find all kind of inside 
information that you may not see on film. So before I was ignorant about the the experience because I couldn't go. But when I got there, I was like, man, there's so much good information that you get. Case in point, I remember I was talking to uh, Legereus Sneed. You know, he was at the table by himself. No one was talking to him, but I was talking to him because I knew about his game because I was at the La Tech Marshall game. And I was like, man, they had you playing, you know, safety. You know, he was like, yeah, I just played safety this year. He said, I, I was playing corner, but this year they moved into safety. Um, but I'm I'm more of a corner. He told me right then, and he was like, man, I, I'm an outside corner all day. Like, so, you know, I just did safety. I just played safety because they need me to play safety. I said, uh, that's interesting because that way I wouldn't have graded him as a safety. Um, but if he had to play there, like this year for Kansas City, he has experience in doing so. So I wouldn't have gotten that nugget had I not been at the combine. So if you're ever feeling like I'm feeling, it's a great time to start Athletic Greens. I started Athletic Greens a couple weeks ago, mainly because they're a sponsor, but I've since found out everybody takes Athletic Greens. Maybe that's why, even though I lost my voice, I feel great. I feel really good. It's got 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, everything. It's lifestyle-friendly, costs less than $3 a day, and has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash draft. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash draft to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. All right, so um, maybe we should rank what's most important to least important at the combine because looking at it, they've got, let's just do tight ends, quarterbacks, wideouts since they arrived today. So registration, pre-exam, orientation, interviews, then general medical exam potential special studies, interviews, media, interviews, ortho exam, NFLPA meetings, measurements, bench press, on-field workout, and then they leave. So what would you say, Emery, is the most important part of that? The most important part is, I think, the most important part of the entire combine is the medical 
you you want to make sure uh, there's no flags that pop up, and you know, and and that's that could be unfortunate, but it also could be life saving for some players, you know, because of what they could find. And you hope that you're healthy going into the NFL because the NFL, as you know, Ross will use any little thing to to try to not pay you or draft you or take you high or anything like that. They want to find a reason to knock you. So you don't want to have any medical issues, number one. I, I also feel like 1A is the interviews. I mean, the amount of information you can find out about a person uh, is, is huge. Now, granted, the interviews are not, you're not in there. It's not an interrogation room um, to where you're in there for hours, uh, but you're in there for an, enough time to where people are trying to figure out what type of person you are, uh, what type of personality you have, and if you're going to lie to them or tell them the truth. And, you know, I always tell players in college that, that I get a chance to speak with if they get the opportunity to go to the combine to make sure you, if they ask you a question, they already know the answer. So don't lie to them about the truth. If you got, you know, got suspended for smoking weed or you got into a fight or, you you know, you had a shouting match with your coach, just be upfront and honest about it. Um, because if you lie about it, that's a, that's a red flag. If you try to shift the blame, that's a red flag. Just be upfront and honest about what happened um, and, you know, move on. So I would say medicals interviews are kind of one in one a in terms of importance at the combine. So give me an example of what questions they ask these kids at the combine and what the coaches are trying to get out of it. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because there are some, uh, some, some teams I've heard have uh, psychologists in there that are, you know, asking certain questions to, because they know which kind of almost like if I say, Ross, are you a cat or a dog person? Right. And if you give an answer, um, let's say oh, a better one, if you're apples or orange person. And so, some people may say, I like apples because they're, they're sweeter. They're, they, I just like apples better than oranges. But from a psychologist standpoint, um, they'll say, well, you know, an orange shows that you have to work a little bit for the reward. And apples is readily given to you right there. Like, But the, on the flip side, you're like, well, what if I just like apples? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it and, and players, I think because of how, you know, people – tend to leak out what goes on in interviews. We know some people just may not be comfortable talking to people in a room that they don't know or, or people that they are unfamiliar with, or you're trying to ask questions or answer questions that you think what's the right answer instead of just answering it honestly. So let's say if someone says, are you a cat or a dog person? You say, I just like dogs. Um, It does. It it, it doesn't mean I don't like cats. You just ask me which one I prefer. Uh, So, is some of those questions they'll ask you questions about your college career and and sometimes they'll just dive right into it to try to you know elicit a reaction from you like uh hey man you come in big mr big shot wide receiver you know you're all conference all american uh you want to bullet in the cough and the first question they ask you is man against alabama you had two drops in the second quarter um, and you kind of got frustrated after that. Well, what happened there? And you just, it's like, whoa, 
you know, I thought she was going to tell me how great I was and tell me how glowingly my career was. You jump right into to some, you know, some controversy and drama, which is great because, as we both know, football is sudden change. So you go in there with a game plan thinking about the actual X, Y, and Z, and here they come with A, B, and C. And so some of those questions that they asked, I tend to try to get a response, get a reaction. Some are gen- general, I need to get to know you questions. Uh, what's your favorite food? You know, tell me about your your, your, your upbringing, certain situations like that. And um, and if it's a guy that has like some major red flags, they don't wait to jump. They don't beat around the bush. They just jump right in. Hey, man, you had two arrests. You had a suspension here. You know, let's go through all of these things. And they'll use their 15 minutes or so going through those issues to see if what you're saying checks up with what they already know. So, um, you know, I think football character is really important. I think football IQ is really important. But I also think you got to be a little bit careful with judging people just based on the interview. You know, one of the best guys I ever interviewed was EJ Manuel. EJ Manuel was a great kid. And, like, I was blown away talking with him. Blown away. He couldn't really play, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, EJ Manuel, Emery, was prototypical size. He was athletic, good arm. You know, he could run, like, great interview, but... He just couldn't play consistently well enough. It's almost like Daniel Jones. You know, maybe Daniel Jones ends up being great now, but there are certain guys that check every box except being good, you know? And so I guess while I think the interview is important, I think you got to be a little bit careful because part of that is how a kid was raised and some of them are just better and more comfortable in that setting than others. Absolutely. And and it's funny because I was on a show last week and a guy um, asked me a question. It was an Eagles radio show. And he asked me a question about the three first round picks. And, you know, they want, you know, character guys and guys with great character. And I'm just sitting there like, I hear you, but I want talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need good players if my job depends on it. And if um, I need some dogs, you know, you can go out there with, with great character guys, great choir boys, and, you know, that's all great and dandy and great for the community, but you out there losing 49 to 6. Like, I need dudes that that are good dudes, but I need talent first. It's a talent game. It's a Jimmy's and Joe's game, um, you know, and so – Football character is is good. I need you to be good enough to where you don't get yourself uh, suspended, arrested, killed, you know, all those major things. But I don't care, like, how you answer questions in terms of, you know, if you use proper enunciation, if you use the, the King's English. I need to know, can you play? And um, I wish there – and I'm glad there's no – I think they're done. they're doing away with the Wonderlick. I wish there was some sort of football test, but the I guess the biggest football test is your film. 
Like if someone gives you great answers, like for example, everyone loves to talk about, oh, a quarterback did great on the board. He got up there, he drew it on the board, and he was able he killed the interview. That's great if you're hiring him as a quarterback's coach, you know. But every time I watch the film versus pressure, he balls up like a little Junie bug. He ducks in this his shell like a turtle. He can't find an open target, and he gets he gives up the worst you know, turnovers in, in football history. But he knows what he's supposed to do. He knows everything. He can recite it back, you know, 10 times over. But the application of his information is, you know, it's, it's not there. While you have one guy that may not be the best interview or the most polished interview, um, and some of his answers may come from a different perspective than yours. And But when you go out there and watch him play, he's calm under pressure he's cool as a cucumber he executes the offense flawlessly he goes out there and plays great situational football so he has a great high level of football intelligence and spatial and situational awareness of knowing where to go how to get it done how much time like all that stuff he's processing that information but in the interview like well he couldn't really draw up their play up on the board he couldn't really explain it that's because in his mind he's probably like all right how can i explain this from my perspective of what I see and how I'm going through. And, and, you know, sometimes what you do is just a reaction game. You just react to something, but a guy that can explain it detail, like the coach goes out there and stinks, you know, that's what you have to avoid. Such a good point. Such a good point. I've also seen guys that are great in practice quarterbacks when they got the red Jersey on, (laughs) it's a little bit different when they can actually hit you by the way. Football might be over, but now it's time for the madness. DraftKings, the leading sportsbook app, is here to help you and your friends get in the game with different ways to fund your DraftKings account. Did you know you can fund your DraftKings account with cash? Yes. Just sign up in the DraftKings sportsbook app, select fund with cash in the payment section, and get a digital barcode. Then, just take your cash and barcode to any one of our thousands of participating stores. Super easy. And while you're there, why not pick up some DraftKings gift cards? Don't know what to get your buddy for his birthday? DraftKings gift card. Want to say thanks to the neighbor who helped you carry a sofa up three flights of stairs? DraftKings gift card. Want to give yourself a Father's Day present? DraftKings gift card, done and done. Just visit DraftKingsGiftCard.com to find a participating store near you. March is here. Get in the game with these two awesome, fun, and easy account funding options. Absolutely love it. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. All right, Emery, let's get into the Physical testing, okay? Physical testing. Out of the on-field stuff, what, if anything, matters to you and do you really take seriously? Man, that's another good one, uh, Ross, because, again, everything – you never want to let workouts erase what you watched on film. You you don't want to get into that habit, which is why – I always want to have my draft guy and grades done before the combine, but this year 
is different. Um, I just finished all the offensive skill players. So, you know, while I'm out there, I'll, I'll try to knock out some offensive line. But when I get back, I'm, you know, strictly grading everything and, and, be, and being done. But I said all that to say a lot of guys in media, in draft media, and some coaches, because this is the first time coaches are getting introduced to the process. Scouts know sugar from you know what because they've been watching these guys all year long. The combine is when the coaches get involved. So coaches and some folks in the media, they'll see a guy run a 4-3. We saw this with uh, Stephen Hill. You know, he ran that 4-3, and everybody was like, oh, wow, he's 6-5, runs 4-3, Randy Moss. And it was like, bro, what, what makes Randy Moss Randy Moss has nothing to do with him running a 4-2 or being 6-5. All of that just makes it look cooler that he's doing it. You know, that's what makes Randy Moss, Randy Moss, his ability to go up and catch the football has great timing and has great hands. Two of, thing, two of the things that Stephen Hill didn't have, you know, but folks got fixated on the combine workout and just blew it. And, you know, that's why he went high in the second round and he didn't have the Randy Moss-like career. So you can't let the on-field workouts uh, erase the years of actual practice uh, you know, uh, on the practical skill of what you're going to actually be doing in the NFL. But for me, what I like to see, let's say from everyone outside the quarterback, um, how they move athletically, because that can tell you a lot. You know, if you can, if you're a fluid mover, um, it's an easier transition than being a stiff athlete because stiff athletes get hurt. Uh, you don't want to be stiff. And so you just want to see how guys move, how guys take to coaching um, and how they are able to handle competition. Because as much as everyone is out there trying to just do their best and give it the old college to pro try, you're out there watching dudes that could potentially get drafted higher than you and keep you out the league. So, oh, this dude ran a 4-2 or this dude, he caught all seven of his pass attempts. I'm going out there and try to do the same thing. I want to catch eight. You know, I want to catch mine cleaner than he caught his. And so you're out there competing amongst each other, uh, even though you're collectively as a group working out. And for quarterbacks, I want to see how well they can quickly uh, get timing down. I know timing takes time uh, with new receivers, but how quickly you can get into a groove because it's no different than a real game situation. Starting quarterback get, gets hurt. You hadn't worked with the first team all week. You got to go in there and play, and and the timing better be right um, because we need you to win. I just want to see how they can quickly get up to speed with uh, receivers of from different areas, different speeds, different hands, uh, you know, ability to catch. Um, I want to see how quickly they are able to adjust their game to meet the needs of those receivers they have running routes. So I think – all pieces of information should be considered. I think certain pieces of information are much less valuable than others. Do I care about a broad jump or a vertical jump for an offensive lineman? Not really. Do I care about a 40-yard dash? Not really. I mean, I guess I'd rather them jump higher and further than less and run faster than slower, but I don't know, man. Like, 
my 40 times sucked. And I would challenge people to go watch all 25 games I started or preseason games. And if there's a screen pass or a downfield play, tell me who the first guy is down there. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I never felt like I never once felt like my 40 prevented me from making a block on a field, but yet Bruce Campbell runs a four, six at 310 pounds gets drafted in the fourth round. Can't play a lick. Can't play a lick, but he's 315 ran a four, six. It's really, um, I, I, I agree that it's nice. You'd rather have good numbers than bad numbers. But once you start saying you like this guy because of the numbers, that's when you've messed up. Right, because you, you see a trend. Um, this was something with Kenny Pickett that uh, people, the hand size numbers, right? And it's like, so now we're fixated on hand size. At one point, it was quarterback height. And, you know, and you know now it's all right. Well, this wide receiver doesn't you know run this forty, so it's it just it's become uh, too much, you know, in terms of you're worrying about something that folks can't control. Like Pickett can't control his hand size, uh, you know, Tavon Austin can't control his height, Calvin Austin can't control his height or his weight. You don't want him to be bloated just for the sake of being bloated. Um, and so you don't want to focus on, oh, well, this guy doesn't meet this measurable, so we he's off our draft board. That's just dumb. Uh, you know, like you said, all information is good information, but some are more important than others. And, you know, I feel like when you when you start to try to, okay, this guy is broad, his the new thing is arm length. Um, his arm length is this. That, prime example. Um, everyone it was I was as I'm grading wide receivers, right? And I noticed a trend here. A lot of the top receivers this year are guys that are at the combine or you know, some of the top receivers are coming out of the SEC. So I'm grading these SEC wide receivers that are at the combine. And I just noticed a trend. Man, every time they played Auburn, the numbers dipped a little bit. I wonder why. Well, every time I'm looking at the Auburn tape of these prospects, Guess who lines up on, on, on these wide receivers? Roger McCreary, who before the season, everybody was talking about, you know, as a first-round pick easily. Somewhere along the line, it got let out that his arm length is, is short. Next thing you know, you don't hear about him in the first round. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I just watched him, you know, give Jameson Williams the business, give Mechie the business, give uh, the, the wide receiver from Mississippi State the business, Valus Jones, the business, every team they played, they had a top receiver, Traylon Burks gave, they had their toughest, you know, out against McQuarrie. Give me that dude. That's the dude I want. <laughs> you know, that's the guy I want playing corner. Why is he not talked about as far as being the first overall pick in terms of that position, you know, or the, you know, the first cornerback taken because everybody's focused on Armland. Well, he had 14 pass breakups. I guess he had, if he had longer arms, he had 14 interceptions. So either way, you know, he's breaking up the, fo- the football. So if you get too fixated on certain measurables and checking off boxes, or oh, we taking this guy off because he has 33 and a half inch arms instead of 34, then you're just playing losing football. My team would beat your team uh, like 10 times out of 10. 
Check this man out on social media at FBall Game Plan. That way you will see all week the great stuff he's doing for CBS Sports HQ. You can also check out his YouTube page, Football Game Plan. Or most importantly, right now, buy the draft guide, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. You can always watch this show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I promise I wasn't even drinking this weekend, and I'm going to go take a nap. The keg is kicked. I am all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and The Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 